0: welcome in the latest episode of that sec podcast brought to you by twisted t and my bookie i'm your host michael bratton i go by sec mike on twitter and i'm joined as always by my cousin shane who goes by big orange vols on twitter what's up yo tnc homer (laughs) hey babe, what's going on oh man I'm doing great uh anybody that missed it I was just on fine bomb so I get that extra juice anytime I go on there uh talking these SEC games and man I know last week was separate I I told people too I was like I'll come up with a better name we did we already did separation Saturday yeah I don't want to call it championship Saturday because there's still a lot to football to be played but what about pretender contender Saturday or something. What about like that?
1: spacing Saturday? Like you're no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but it is. That's that's what's cool about this this Saturday. In my opinion, is is you kind of you're going to have a lot of similar teams playing each other, and you know I don't want I, I, I try not to use the word separation, but you know we're going to see. I guess the future, man. It's almost like you're going to be able to see the the. You know, we've been painting a picture for five weeks of what we think the SEC championship could look like, Mm -hmm. what we think the college football playoffs are going to look like. I think after this Saturday, though, we're going to have a pretty good idea on on the direction of this conference. So uh, maybe just clarity. You know, I
0: think that's what we're going to start having a little bit of. How interesting someone poses to me, Shane. And this is not totally unrealistic. Mm-hmm. The final East-West SEC championship, mm-hmm. if it came down to two former Big 12 teams, Texas, A&M, and Missouri, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that's not right that unrealistic. Right before Texas and yeah. Oklahoma show up,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you that would be pretty cool. I, that's. I think that's where I'm at now is, we're again, and I, I keep beating this drum, Mike, but it's just every Saturday re- truly matters. Now you know, for a long time it was like, well, hopefully we can catch him off guard, or you yeah. know, and we're trying to predict upsets and whatnot. It's like going into Saturday, going into that Ole Miss LSU game. It was like. We thought we knew what was gonna happen, but we really didn't. Tennessee, yep. South Carolina, same thing. You know, uh Texas A and M, you know, there's a lot of people that were in one camp and some were in the Arkansas camp and you can if you sat with them long enough you could convince me they were gonna win. And and that's what I love about it, because if we replayed Saturday's games, we'd have totally different outcomes, especially if it was on a neutral
0: field. Yep. Except for that Tennessee one. Yeah, that was
1: a... Yeah. (laughs) I'll drink to that one, Mike.
0: (laughs) But, uh, hey, I I did want to make note of this, Shane, because this is something that uh, I know caught your attention, caught a lot of people's attention, but uh, you need some help over there, buddy? (laughs) You got a lot of wires going on. Just trying to...
1: Trying not to put one on there. There we go. Childproof this thing.
0: I know uh, something that caught both of our attentions, Shane, old Hugh Freeze, Mm -hmm. was... Mentioning, you know, they're not going to be playing Georgia anymore. Yeah. Well, it turns out he didn't know what the hell he's talking about, and I yeah. didn't think he did because he didn't know Kirby Smart made the national championship game in his second yeah. year either. So I don't know how plugged in old Hugh is, but
1: I don't know how many secrets they're going to give Kirby or uh, uh, Hugh Freeze <laughs> either. You know, like that's the guy that released it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't know if he
0: even knows. So, so all that, Shane, to say this. Yes, they don't they don't have the 2025 schedules out or anything. Yeah. But I have heard that they have the 2024 schedules already out. Mm-hmm. And they've informed the schools, they know the schedules. Yeah. So I think that's going to leak pretty soon. And the way it's been told to me, Shane, they are going to feature Texas and Oklahoma right off the of bat. Yeah. So that tells me I believe it's Alabama at Oklahoma. Yeah. Now I don't know this for a fact, so don't one hundred percent quote me on it. But but that was the first part I said they're going to feature them heavily. Right. That that was relayed to me. So what that tells me, Shane, Bama at Oklahoma, Week One. Yeah. And probably again I I could have this confused, but whoever whoever Texas's biggest game, it's probably Georgia. Yeah. That's probably going to be Week One we- too. Of, oh, same week of twenty twenty four because they what they want to highlight it right out the gate yeah but this why is wouldn't the you? sec because there's no nfl yeah. all our eyes are on college football week one yeah these big ass matchups right out the gate i mean i again i don't want to fast forward too much but that was some scheduling news yeah I, I
1: kind of a double header you know just 330 we have you know alabama and uh, who'd you say
0: it was Alabama and Texas? I'm looking that up right now, yeah. but I, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, Alabama at Oklahoma. Oh, Alabama, Oklahoma. Okay. And then Georgia, Texas. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, back to back, it wouldn't be a bad idea because like you said, we could kick off sec play, you know, kind of, man, just, could you imagine the buildup
0: for that game? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Both of them. Georgia, at Texas. I mean, God, that might just be a repeat of the national championship game or something. You who'd know and It's that, a conference game. Who'd win that game right now? Oh, wait, uh, wait, as I'm looking here. So I, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Because apologies, Georgia opens against Clemson. No. Oh, yeah. So um, unless they do it, maybe it's a week zero game. I don't know, but that, that's how it was relayed to me that it'll be, they'll be showcased and showcased heavily right out the gate. And again, I'm, I don't know that it's Alabama. But oh, well, you don't even know it's Georgia.
1: I mean, given the fact that Clemson's in the loop, it may be a different.
0: It may be. It... I'm looking at uh, Texas schedule for 2024. I mean, it's A&M. Could be A&M. Could be an A&M. That's week one I could oh I could certainly yeah. see. Uh, could be Florida. You know, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Texas. I mean, uh, these are key matchup games here. Uh, but What else do they have on their list there? For for Texas, yeah, Oklahoma, obviously, yeah, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi State, A and M, and Vanderbilt, and maybe then Oklahoma's I, I, got I don't know Bama, LSU, Auburn, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, Ole Miss. <laughs> oh yeah, woo! These yeah. are gonna be some good games.
1: You know what? Well, right out of the gate, we're we're gonna have to have one or two of them here. So I, I see I see the concept though. I see the idea. You know, you got, but with Georgia having Clemson, I don't think they want to sandwich, you know, uh, Oklahoma in there or Texas in there, whoever right. they're playing. Uh, it seems to me like you may go week week, you know, let's, let's let's get them week one and let's show the other team week two. But, but either way, I mean, you can't dodge them. You gotta have to play them at some point. You right. know, I, I just don't know if I want Texas a And M to be that early. I think that's going to be the. The matchup we're looking for is Texas and A and but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want that to start the season. I'd like to have it more toward the end of it.
0: Right. No, that makes sense. But I just thought I'd share that little nugget, Shane. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of, uh, you know, Hugh, Hugh Freeze came Hugh up Freeze. with some fake news. This is this is some real He's news. Dialed here. in. Yep. But speaking of being dialed in, Shane, the only game of undefeateds in the SEC this week: Kentucky mm-hmm. at Georgia, monumental showdown. I don't want to say the East is on the line because I still think d- them dogs, Shane. They mm-hmm. they hate everything I have to say this season. But I think Georgia can lose this game and still win the East. I, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Yeah. Uh, now, can Kentucky lose this game and still win the East? Probably not. Right. So for Kentucky, this this may be as 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 uh, hyped up a game as, as they're going to get all year. And and we're, I'm not sitting here writing them off if they lose. Yeah, I mean, hell, they could. Who knows? I mean, if, if Kentucky, this this will sound outlandish, Shane, but if they just if they lose to Georgia by seven points in Athens, right, and they run the table, same scenario as Tennessee last year, except Tennessee didn't finish the deal. Kentucky go to the college football playoff, depending on you know if Georgia is, is in there as well. So huge, huge matchup, Shane. Is is this the year you think? I don't make your pick out right, but could this be the year? That Mark Stoops, there's the only one team he's not beaten out of the East. Yeah. It's them Georgia Bulldogs. Can they get it done? Because Georgia, quite frankly, looks beatable.
1: Well, I, I this isn't the first time coming into this game that we thought, hey, man, this could decide the East, you know. But this is the first time I felt more confident that Kentucky could potentially pull off an upset, you know. And that's yeah. – That's more to say about how good Kentucky's playing and how bad Georgia is at times. Now, obviously Georgia's undefeated and and they find ways to win. They're scrappy. They're they're dominating the second half of of football games, which is awesome. But you know, unlike years prior where they're just destroying teams in the second half, you know, they're fighting for their lives. So part of you is like yeah, this could be this could be the season, but then another part of you is like, yeah, but how many times do I say that? You know, so it's like I go back and forth. Like either this is going to be a close win for Kentucky or a big blowout for Georgia. That's kind of what it feels like to me.
0: Kentucky, the way they beat Florida, yeah, ground and pound, no passing game. Of course, they didn't need one, right? Which is a fair thing. But dominant defense, shutting Florida down on the ground. Can that formula work, do you think, against Georgia in Athens? Because we we just saw Georgia gave up a ton of rushing yards to Auburn. Of course that was an away game. Yeah. But uh, I mean, similar. I mean that when the game got cooking, I mean they they kind of cooked yeah. Peyton to I I don't know. I think I think Devin Leary's gotta have the game of his life here. Mike, they are going to do exactly what
1: Kentucky's going to do and sell out for the run. Right. They you know this is something I thought was going to happen with Florida Kentucky last week it didn't. So I think that Alabama, or that Georgia's going to have a better opportunity to to kind of bottle up that run game. So I think the recipe's simple here man. If Kentucky's going to win this game they got to score four times. Mm-hmm. I, I think 28 points is is like the number they need to hit. And to get to 28, two are going to be through the air. So we're going to have to have something, some sort of – we can't just go Ray, the, Ray Davis the entire time because it's not going to work because Georgia will will win if that's the case. But if they can get to that 28 points,
0: who knows, man? Kentucky may walk away with a victory here. And a week ago, Shane, we were saying, all right, if Kentucky beats Florida, mm-hmm. maybe that states the case. We're, we're not saying it for sure because there's still Mizzou – they're still Tennessee, but we were saying if they beat Florida, they they have an outstanding case yeah. to be the second-best team in the East. Brother, I'm not ready to say they 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 may be the best team in the yeah. East. And if they beat Georgia in Athens, there's no doubt. It's not a lock that they'll win the East, but what more could they do to prove they are the, the best in the East? My My thing, brother, is – I think you could flip the coin on this and say
1: this is going to be the best defense that Georgia has faced. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at some of their tough games, uh, you know Auburn. I think is the that was the closest one, and and look, they just they they made it difficult. It came down to just Brock Bowers taking it over. Yeah, you know, but if that didn't happen, or Bowers was eliminated from the from that action, then. Then who knows? Auburn would have walked away a, a victor. So I, I think that's that's where the real test is going to be for Georgia. Is not so much slowing Kentucky down, is getting points
0: on the board themselves. Well, let me ask you this because I, I, I'm glad you mentioned Brock Bowers. If you're Kentucky, yeah, I mean I don't know that there is an answer for Brock Bowers. He's so good, but you can certainly do things to to double them to, to make sure that there's bodies all around. Right? Him. Do you force? other players to beat you like a mm-hmm. Dominic Lovett, Ladd McConkey. uh, you know, d- d- do you do that or, or do you, I don't know what, what's the best plan of attack against Brock Bowers? You I think? think that's an easy answer, but it's a tough answer
1: at the end of the day, because even Auburn attempted to do that and they failed miserably. But the good news is, there's plenty of tape on it. You know, there's plenty of like if we if Auburn would have done this, they may have been able to stop that, you know, kind of scenario. The the real X factor for me is McConkie. I think, you know, he I mean, obviously coming off injury wasn't a huge part of this offense last week. I expect that to take a step forward. So eliminating Bowers, if you can, which is impossible, but if you can slow him down enough. That's the guy I've got my eyes – nothing against. I I truly think that – you mentioned – what's his name? Uh, The kid that went from Mizzou. Um, Dominic Lovett. Lovett. I I think Lovett is a fantastic athlete. I think he's a tremendous wide receiver that, for some reason, is not blossoming down there in Athens. But that's – Maybe another guy that gets – but you're, you're, you look at his stats line. He's, like, getting three receptions, five right. – re, like, I think the biggest one that he ever had was five receptions. Well, that's not going to help you. That may alleviate some pressure and move a chain here and there. But I, I think it's McConkey, I think it's Bowers. That's your recipe. And getting back to the running game, Georgia, you, you saw little flashes of it. You know, that's what the last ten years you were. And it's kind of kind of crazy how it's – drifted off i know we've got some injuries and stuff but does 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 georgia get back to that run, rushing attack
0: final thing i got on this one shane what would be a bigger surprise to you georgia losing or kentucky winning and before you answer keep in mind that according to the scoring efficiency metrics which I, that's i think that's the best way to evaluate these teams the efficiency that's how much you're scoring for every mm-hmm. play, and how how few scores you're allowing based yeah. on the plays you're facing. Kentucky's the best team in the SEC. They're top ten in scoring offense. They're top twenty in scoring defense. And Georgia's in the thirties for each. So yeah. take that for what it's worth. But what would surprise you more? And I'm, it, just a one point win either way. Yeah. Georgia losing or Kentucky winning. And this ain't this ain't back to back champion, Georgia. This is 2023, Georgia. I don't know if there is a right answer to that one because,
1: (laughs) because, I mean, it's Kentucky beating Georgia. I mean, how many times has that headline been on a newspaper? We've never seen seen it, it? I don't think. I don't (laughs) think so either. Georgia messing up and having a loss, I I think it's bigger for Kentucky. Uh, This is something that they would talk about forever. No one's going to – if Georgia loses – it goes on to still compete for a national championship because I, I still think a one-loss team to a top-20 team is is not going to keep them out of that that argument. But I, I think it's bigger for Kentucky at the end of the day. I think this is something you tell your grandkids about. Yeah. You, know, you were there at that game when this happened. So, yep yeah, Absolutely. All right, how Can about- you storm a field if it's not yours? <laughs> <laughs> are they going to have that security guard over there dodging and weaving and knocking down
0: people? <laughs> oh, stay safe out there, Ollie, if you, if you make it.
2: Coach, just how multiple are they in the run game, and how do you go about preparing your guys for a variety of looks that they're going to get into, ter- just in terms of a, a difference in runs?
3: Uh, well, I mean, you, you go against our offense, who – um runs some of the same runs they do um it's, it's you know it's very pro style based in terms of what they do uh run game wise they do a tremendous job of um you know they put window dressing around all the runs they have really good people blocking it they have very experienced tight ends on the edges i mean they got kids that are uh, have been there for two and three years um blocking on the perimeter they got a great back i mean uh so they got uh Uh, A a great run system that has all the ingredients to be excellent. When you have a physical offensive line, uh, a head coach and an offensive coordinator committed to running it, a great back, several great backs, um, and then they have weapons outside. So um, they are are a very talented group and um, got a lot of guys who've played a lot of football in the SEC in that that group. I I personally think every SEC team should be ranked. I guarantee you there's some teams that don't want to play them that are ranked. I mean, I don't, I don't, I literally have no idea what you're referencing because every team we play in the SEC is good enough to beat us, and whether they're ranked or not, I could care less. I'm trying to be more physical than them and outscore them, and it's the only thing I'm concerned with not their ranking.
2: Mark, obviously, Georgia's kind of separated themselves from a, a lot of teams the last couple of years And this build. What, what? A, what do you attribute their success to? Is there any part of Kirby's Smarts program that you kind of try to bring into your own? Well,
4: I I, I think you know you, you know I said it three times already. I mean, you'd you'd have to be a moron not to appreciate what they do. You know that they're uh, they're pretty impressive. I think, and it, and it it's all levels. They, they recruit at a very high level. They obviously work extremely hard at recruiting. They can recruit. They have a good base, but they work hard at it, and they do a good job of recruiting and evaluating talent. They develop their talent, and they coach them, you know, really well. So you put those things together, and it's a pretty good combination. I'm
3: going against them, but as he
1: keep getting better? Wow.
4: Absolute freak. Absolute freak, and I mean that in the most complimentary way. What a what a incredible player, you know. He's selfless. You could tell. You know, he he's a complete player. He plays well without the football. He plays well with the football. Uh, he's a team guy. You could tell that's a great guy to work around right there. He you know he he steps up when they need him to. Um, but but you know, very unique player. Um, I, I had the opportunity to be at Kentucky. I mean, excuse me, at Arizona when Gronk was there, and I know people. You know, they're just different players, both unbelievably great and talented. Just different. You know, this guy's something I haven't seen. How before. about uh, Alabama
0: at A and M? Shane? Oh, Battle for the West here. The, the two teams undefeated in the West, not overall, but but in conference play. Bama at A&M. And this is something that I've seen a lot of people, Shane. Uh, Chris Felica, the bear, yeah, you know, former yeah. game day, now Fox. He's saying this is the biggest game of the Nick Saban era because the two losses, first week of February, uh, October, they'll, they'll, they'll be out for the playoff. I don't agree with that, that it's the biggest game because he's had so many. But I do think you can make the argument, and I think you have to make the argument that it's the biggest game of the Jimbo Fisher era, at A and him, because this is an opportunity to kind of slay the demon. Yeah. That is Bama in the West. Right. This is uh your final opportunity to win the West. They've literally never won the West. Yeah. They're getting them at home. They're playing hot. Alabama, we get it. They're they're great, all this, but they're they're limited. Let's yeah. just call it what it is. I mean, that was awful when when Lane Kiffin lost, they were they were not jumping on Lane because this is classic Alabama. Right. They were jumping on them because this looks like a beatable Bama. So there's there's a lot of pressure on A&M to get this one. Is this the biggest game you think of the Jimbo Fisher era at A&M?
1: I don't know about the biggest, but it's up there. And 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 I saw this comment when you were on Twitter, you know, somebody says, "Well, you say that every week about Jimbo. Well, that's because his ass is backed up against the wall right now." Yeah. He his his excuses is you know, the rebuild, the the mistakes, all that is, there's no wiggle room. Like, you can't come out here and say, well, we'll, we'll do better next week. People, Aggie fans are tired of waiting for next week. They want it now, and they should get it now. And the problem they're running into with this little buzzsaw is that Alabama, Mike's quotes, decaying dynasty, you know, is beatable, very beatable. They were beatable last year. LSU did it. Tennessee did it. Texas A&M didn't. They went toe to toe, got down to the wire. So these fans are like, "Hey, if we have this at home and that team is worse, why can't and we're better? Why can't we get it this year?" So, yes, I think it's a big one because of not not just the momentum that's behind that program right now, but the expectations are significantly higher. You ask anybody down there they say this is the year that we should beat them. So mm-hmm. and and he's done it before. Jimbo's done it before, but this is a big game for him and his future at that program because this is why they brought him in to begin with. And if he can't win this game, what year 4, year 5, what is he now down there? So 6 is he really? Golly! It's like you freeze now. Like, like you can't you can't rebuild really anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your first recruiting class has kids now. You know, so it's like you're recruiting them. So I this this is this is a pivotal pivotal matchup for both, and and I think it's big for for Saban as well.
0: Yeah. And again, I'm just looking at some of the matchups, Shane. I mean, I don't know where they have a massive advantage. I mean, they they have a good secondary. A&M secondary is a little suspect, but A&M 30 tackles for loss, 14 sacks the last 2 weeks. That's a that's a good season for yeah. some teams. Going up against an Alabama offensive line that struggled, going up against a quarterback that once he starts feeling the pressure, he gets the hell out of there, right. doesn't read the defense. This seems to me like a nightmare matchup. And I was kind of kidding, but not really, when I went on five Mob today and said the first team to 10 wins because I, I think these defenses are both legit. Well, I think
1: we got – you know, I keep going back to that Auburn game. And, and you know, they – you talk about mobile quarterbacks. They were able to keep Robbie in check. I mean, that's not easy. You know, I would venture to say that Robbie's probably more athletic or as athletic – um, as the one they're facing this week and able to kind of bottle him up. So I have no doubt the score's going to be low. The only thing I'm worried about going back to that Auburn game was, you know, you needed a spark from a backup quarterback to put points on the board. Well, this Alabama defense is better than Auburn. Yeah. So what's the spark going to be this week? Is it going to be Evan or Anais? Or is, is it going to be one of these – premier playmakers on the outside or is it the running game or is it you know they're going to need somebody to step up this week and and carry them like you said over that 10 point mark because i'm with you i feel like this is going to be a low scoring game not a keep away game but it's just going to be a lot of punts i would imagine <laughs> you know i think there'd be let me ask you over under are we going to have more punts or brad johnson photos <laughs> huh? which one do you think
0: Brad Johnson, yeah, photo ops. They know? gotta
1: get off of that, right? Because he's got two boys on. Now this Now they team. got like a whole. They had a whole week to kind of work it up, but two weeks now, you know, <laughs> they're wanting to see. They're like, it's like a poor man. Uh, what's the Taylor Swift? You know, that, that's what this is. See, see who he brings. What celebrity he brings with him this week, and how short his sleeves get. You know.
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Will you? Because you, you've not. I've been alone here with this decaying dynasty stuff. Yeah, will you be jumping on board if not only if they lose? I mean, if they lose by like one, two points, whatever. But I've already said it. Hell, I don't want to give away my pick, but I already did it. I'm saying two touchdown <sighs> win for A and M. If it's a two touchdown or more, I almost said twenty, and I was yeah. like, they ain't, they ain't gonna have me back if I keep saying all this stuff. Two touchdown win. Will you be jumping on the bandwagon that? uh that Alabama's I mean you're that up, confident. Maybe I should lock this one down. You know?
1: <laughs> I feel I feel like I need to get back on the win column here. I yeah. I mean, why not? You've not even played LSU yet, right. you know? You've not even played Tennessee. You've not even at played Kentucky. Kentucky. So, there's still old uh, No, we just beat Ole Miss. You did that one. But there's still some Arkansas, tough games Auburn, yeah. at Auburn. There's 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 tricky games out there too that, you right. know. So, I could get – maybe not decaying dynasty. I think that's a little too much. But what I can say is some tough questions are going to start being asked down there. Like, what is the future of this program? And that's crazy that you're saying that about Nick Saban. But, you know, there's an end to this story. And we don't know when it is. We've kind of talked about it for years, Mm -hmm. that it's right around the corner. But it's the truth. There's there's going to come a moment when we've got to move to the next coach and – that question gets brought up more and more if we start having no progression, you know, no, no development of coaching staff or players. So um, yeah, this is a big, this is a big one for Nick too.
0: Yeah. And I was talking to someone Shane the other day and, and it I, it didn't really click for me, but until he mentioned this, but this is the same offense. I mean, it's a different offense, but it's the same approach. It seems like the last two years was Bryce Young will bail us out. Mm-hmm. He'll go hero ball. And it, and it kind of feels like that's all they are now is Jalen Milrow hero ball, and he's not Bryce Young. Right. And that's not a slight because Bryce Young was the number one overall pick. Maybe Jalen Milrow by the end. And he's only a retro sophomore, I think. Yeah. But, you know, he may be great in a year or two, but he's not that right now. It and ca- he can't bail him out. Yeah,
1: it feels like last year LSU too, Jaden Daniels, you know. It's like if right. he's dialed in and having a game, they're going to win. But if he has an off game, they're going to lose. So I think that's exactly where we are with Alabama. Jalen can only do so much, but it's when you take what he's really good at away, which Ole Miss has tried, you know. Ole Miss tried. They're just – they weren't fast enough. The thing with the Aggies, though, they are fast enough. This defense is good enough to contain him. And so that's why I'm scared for Bama is is given the fact that if you remove that part of his game – we haven't seen it yet. We have no idea what this game's going to turn. I mean, Texas was the closest one, but even them had, you know, tough time containing them at times.
5: Right. Jimbo, you, you talked a little bit about Jalen Milrow, but he's different running quarterback than what you saw with mm-hmm. KJ and then Peyton. Can you talk a little bit about Peyton Thorne, how the yep. difference? Well, I mean, he's as fast as anybody on their team. I mean, when this guy hits grass, I mean, a lot of those quarterbacks you can run down or there'll be big chunks of yards. You know what I'm saying? This guy puts balls in the end zone. I mean, he's like your tailback or your best receiver hitting grass and running away from you. And he's strong and he's twitchy and, you know, and he, he, he doesn't mind doing it. He doesn't mind tucking it and going. And, but he also has a very strong arm. He does a great job on downfield throws. They're averaging, like I say, a lot of their passing game. And they're hitting a lot of big chunks in their passing game. So it makes it hard because it pushes your defender so deep creates that separation and the levels of play. When you get a guy that athletic and he gets space, he can make you miss. or so tackling, leverage, all those things, rushing in lanes and being disciplined in our lanes is going to be very critical. You mentioned also, um, even though they don't have a lot of uh catches necessarily that the uh the, the, the yards per catch and how, how how much of a is that a concern uh for your secondary and are you concerned about Oh, the play no doubt in the because they are they, so physical in of the case the you got to commit guys to the run. you got to tackle well. you got to plug. And, and the play-action game and what Milrow does on naked's boots or the hard play-action game, getting that second, the separation between second level and third level and those big holes. And then Bond and, and Burton, and those guys, when they catch the ball, man, they run away from you. Even not the, the tight ends run away from you. You know what I'm saying? They have great speed. So you're hitting those chunk plays, and then they're turning into explosive big plays on down the field. And that's a very hard thing. To, that's a hard thing. All right, to how defend.
0: about this one, Shane? The battle of them Tigers, LSU at Mizzou. I hate to – I mean, this game should be higher on the list, but uh, one team forgot to do their part, Shane, and now it's them LSU Tigers. Of course, their they're favorite, a touchdown favorite, which is pretty shocking to me, but they now are the team with their their backs against the wall. Yeah. And we have seen that, Shane. There's been five, six teams in the SEC that, that have essentially had their back against the wall, and most of them have answered the bell. Mm-hmm. does that make LSU dangerous going to this match? Almost like, this might be kind of crazy to say, but would Mizzou rather LSU is undefeated than, than have to win to keep their season alive? I know, I know you're I biased.
1: I I, I am. And I, and I, I'm, <laughs> this Tiger's wounded, man. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to take one shot, two shots. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're looking for a place to lay down. Okay. <laughs> you know, And I think that's where we're at. You're at a noon game. I think this is... Perfect. Even though Mizzou's undefeated, nobody's still talking about them. You right. know, I mean, outside they of us. They played nobody, blah, blah, that's blah. That's it. it. That's all they're saying, and and I think that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. I think Cook and and, and that, that that wide receiving staff, Burden and uh, Weiss, and Weiss uh, yeah. they're going to have a field day with the secondary, unless they change something this week, uh, which I'm not expecting. So it could be a potential shootout. But mm-hmm. the thing about it is – this may be LSU's toughest defense they've faced. So how do they react? So I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I think it's perfect for Mizzou fans. I hate that it's at noon. Um and I'm not saying LSU can't bounce back at all, but this is a team that had expectations to compete and go to the SEC Championship again. And all that went right out the window last week. Not I'm not saying they're completely out. They still got some some winnable games, but it's games like these that they're not, it's going to be tougher to get up for.
0: Right. Yeah. We might as well start calling them the Noon Tigers shade
1: because <laughs> I don't know why, but they're relegated to, well, and then it's kind of like LSU Arkansas last year. You remember that one? Yep. How nasty and ugly that one was. Um, you know, they, they've had a couple injuries too. So, yeah, this one's a,
0: this is an intriguing matchup. For- and will the country start finally coming around to Missouri if they beat LSU at home or? Because I think what's going to happen, Shane, if they do win, they'll be like, LSU overrated as hell. They suck. They'll they'll just start – they ain't playing nobody. They'll keep it going for another week. That's how I think it's going to play out. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I I believe so. The storyline, no matter how you paint it, is still going to be about LSU. Yeah. even though it's not – it shouldn't be that way. It should be about Mizzou, especially if they win. But that's what they're going to start kicking up is – the King Dynasty too, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean this matchup of an elite quarterback Shane, Jane Daniels, Brady Cook. This, yeah, like you said, I mean this could be the opposite of Bama, Texas A and first to ten. This one could be first to sixty or Listen something crazy that like that. You know, line.
1: did you? I mean, thinking about that. If I removed it, I said, "Hey, the Tigers face week five, whatever it is. One of them's going to have two losses. Which one do you think it is? You know, yeah, everyone would have said Mizzou. Yep. So, yeah, this is exactly where they want. They they don't want the." They don't want that. I mean, I I follow a lot of Mizzou fans now. i picked up a lot. Trust me. <laughs> in fact, I had a Georgia guy tweet me earlier, and he says that he, he's starting to get a lot of – he called it Mizzou propaganda. He liked one of my tweets, <laughs> and all of a sudden he starts seeing this Mizzou stuff. So, you know, it, it's, it's out there. It's building. You're starting to see, again, media start getting behind these guys. But you need a signature win. And not that Kansas State wasn't it. it I think it was. I mean, you think it was. But this one, this would be icing on the cake. This would show you officially that they are a true threat in the East.
0: Yeah, and I referenced those uh, scoring efficiency numbers. LSU right now, the worst scoring defense in the, in the Power Five. They're yeah. like 118 or 118, something crazy like yeah. that. I don't know if you saw this, Shane, but they, they brought in uh, Pete Jenkins is his name, long-time defensive line coach. Was there under Coach O? Mm-hmm. Worked with uh, Nick Saban at I think at LSU, maybe Bama. But I mean, this is this is like um, I'm trying to think of uh, you know the uh, Jim Chaney is not the right word, but basically kind of like a Jim Chaney type, yeah. but the defensive line coach, Chief, yeah, John Chavis, <laughs> yeah, that, that perfect, yeah. Chief. It does that? Give you confidence that they're that they're making moves to fix the defense, or because to me it's kind of like God, we're we're in the we're, middle of the year, we're we're, we're pulling straws here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: that's that's what I'm seeing. I, I I don't like that. I like going into a game, maybe fixing something schematically, you know, maybe per, personnel, something like that, but changing coaching staff. Yeah, coach, no, that's a that's a smoke. There when there's smoke, there's fire, you know, and that's right. kind of what I'm feeling there.
0: Yeah. God. I, I kind of feel bad for Brian Kelly if he loses this one. That the question is, he's oh going to be facing. Gosh. He was getting angry at the press conference this week. Yeah, I can't he, imagine another loss. You know, it's
1: funny. It's like when Brian's okay when he's winning. But yep. When he's not, he's like Lane, laying them <laughs> stupid jokes. You know, it's like you're winning, that's okay. But yep. if you're not, nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, well, Brian, right here. Uh, uh, can you confirm if you've hired Pete Jenkins as an analyst? And if you have, what do you kind of? Expected he can bring to y'all that maybe right now you don't have.
6: Yeah, so as you know, Jimmy Lindsay has not been with us as our defensive line coach, and you know one of the things that we want to be able to do is in, in hiring Pete, um, and his role has not been defined yet, other than he will be consulting uh, and and assisting our defensive line room, and um, you know John Janzik has the defensive line. His his ex- expertise is not necessarily in that area um he's a good football coach but we want to provide our student athletes with the most resources and and Pete gives us the expertise and um the ability to to help us with technique uh and and some technical things that we want to be able to do on a day-to-day basis so he's going to come in uh, he'll be here uh and and assist us and and help uh, coach Jancic in that room
1: you know I'm not saying you have to have co-defensive coordinators, mm-hmm. but has anything changed? In, no, the, 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 the decision-making
6: process is is nothing that is um, a concern of mine. Um, you know, this this is really about um, the the teaching uh, and the execution, and so that requires um, two parties: the coaches um, coaching and and the players executing, and and so. You know, that's not about um, leadership. That's not about um, uh, the message not resonating. I feel great about all those things and the leadership that we're getting from my defensive coordinator. Input, we're always welcoming input. So, uh, matter of fact, we had a meeting today with the entire defense. I was with them, and we got great input. I'll always ask for input. There's never a silence when it comes to weighing in because you can't, you can't fully buy in unless you're allowed to weigh in. So we take information. We we want to listen to everybody that has experience. But uh, there is one voice. There is one leader of our defense. I have the utmost confidence in his ability to uh, run our defense, and he will run it effectively. We need to continue to coach and teach and develop our players, and we will do that. I
2: mean, it just means – the next SEC game. I mean, uh, to be honest, it's um, it's really not any more significant than that one way or the other. Um, it's a great opportunity because you're going to get a, to play in front of a, a sold-out stadium. And, um, you know, it's an opportunity for our program to showcase itself and our fans to showcase itself. we got a ton of recruits coming. There's a lot of good buzz. But the reality for this team is it's really just the next game in a string of 12 opportunities. And uh, we need to maximize our opportunity. We need to be better than we were last week. But it, it's not going to define our season one way or the other. Um, there, there's still a lot of challenges out there, irregardless of how uh, this game plays out. So to make it more than that I think is um, – is, not not wise. Yeah, I think he's just the sixth player in FBS history to pass for ten thousand yards and rush for four thousand yards in his career. So that's rare air, you know, to be able to do both. And um, I mean, he's a, he's a difficult challenge because he's an elite player. Um, you know, he's right there. You know, from a statistic standpoint, in all of the Heisman conversations, there should be. So you know, our defense is going to have to accept the challenge. We've got to play good solid defense um I, I don't think you can uh put all your focus on him just because they are so dynamic at wide receiver and and have really good running backs and offensive lines so you know we're gonna have to do a good job of playing assignment sound and doing our job and not trying to do
0: too much Take a break from the show to let you guys know we're brought to you by MyBookie. head on over to MyBookie.ag today sign up with a Sign up for an account over at MyBookie with a promo code that, S-E-C, T-H-A-T-S-E-C, and they are willing to match your initial deposit up to 50% all the way up to 1000 bucks. So you could have up to 1500 bucks in your account today with MyBookie.ag. The only thing that makes college football better is betting on college football. Fade Cousin Shane's picks. Go with my locks of the week. That's about as, uh, I'm four for five this year. So that I'm, I, I put that on my bookie. They're willing me to victory week in, week out here on that SEC podcast. Proud to be sponsored by my bookie. Quick and easy withdrawals when you cash out big and you win big by listening to me and fading Cousin Shane over at my bookie. Again, that promo code, that SEC. This is the number one way for y'all to help the podcast this football season. We don't ask for much. We give you all this content for free. The least you could do, throw fifty bucks, hundred bucks on a myBookie account, make some money, fading our picks over at myBookie.ag today. Don't forget that promo code that SEC. Same deal with uh, our friends over at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports, and they got the college football. That's why we love Prize Picks. Head on over to Prize Picks if you sign up with a new account with a promo code SEC. They're willing to match your initial deposit. Up to 100 bucks 100% deposit. So you can have 200 in your account today over at prizepicks.com. Don't forget that promo code SEC. Same promo code for our new friends, Rogue Shop CBD, THC, Delta 9, Delta 8. They got all the Deltas over at the Rogue Shop. Promo code, same as Price Picks SEC. Get you 25% off your entire order. All orders over 100 bucks over at Rogue Shop. Dot com free shipping if you spend over a hundred bucks cannot recommend Rogue shop anymore they're just like us independent small business you call over there you're gonna get my buddy Richard he owns a business he's the one handles all the calls over at rogueshop.com they if you got chronic pain sleep issues anxiety what have you do yourself a favor head on over to the rogue shop Rogueshop.com. Check out all their information there. It's all there. It's a legitimate business. This is high-quality CBD THC mailed in a discreet package from a veteran of the Armed Forces. So we cannot recommend Shop enough. And, again, that promo code SEC gets you 25%. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football all fans twisted tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before it's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch five percent alcohol and no carbonation delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion no need to settle for the usual, Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by GameTime. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code ThatSECTHATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code THAT. SEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for 20 bucks off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. If Arkansas at Ole Miss. Ole Miss a big favorite. This is always a wild game. Yeah. Back and forth type game. Arkansas's hurting. Ole Miss feeling great after that, arguably the biggest win of the mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin era. Uh, do you, is there any confidence in you that that Arkansas can get up off the mat and make this a competitive ball game?
1: Yeah, because they got the roster for it, and and you know I everybody's piling on Sam right now. Uh, one of our buddies, Hot Rod, he sent us that clip. You know him getting after him boys this week. Yeah, I, I think it, it, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take internal. You know, when you're down and out, it's it's it it's not just the coaching staff. You've got to have some of these players fire back up and and say, Hey, we still got a lot to play for. And they do, man. The fact that Ole Miss came off that signature win last week, man, you talk about a pivotal matchup for them, Arkansas getting back on the map, beat Ole Miss. And sometimes you you worry about programs like Ole Miss coming off that high. Thinking, hey, we're just going to steamroll the Razorbacks. This game's always close, you know. It's right. always a it's always a matchup. So, um, I'm not saying there's any pressure on Lane anymore, but there is on Sam and this this coaching staff and these and this this team in general. So, and the fans need it, man. I've been saying it, you know, for a while now. They they need a big win, and they can get one Saturday.
0: Yeah, and it's. Uh... The the only concern, well, I mean, there's many concerns, but one big one, Shane, I, I think if they do win, it'll be a close game, yeah. and they have been struggling for two years now in these close uh, yeah. games. So, uh, you know, goal line, short yardage, they've got to convert, they're not converting. That's the dip, That's been the difference yeah. in these losses. But on the flip side, Shane, this ain't A&M defense. No. This is Ole Miss, and yeah. LSU just went up and down the field that's on them like point. it was nothing. So, I mean, I, I think this is a good game, for Arkansas to get that mojo back, Rocket, not that – I mean, he he flashed a little bit, but yeah. A&M just corralled him. Ole Miss does not have the athletes to do that. So week two of getting Rocket back, I think we can get some some mojo going. But I could flip it the other way too, Shane. Ole Miss, some of their key players, Trey Harris, pre Corn, the tight end, Zachary Franklin, the other receiver, they've been either limited or just completely out of the lineup. They got them back last week, yeah. and they look like world beaters. Right. So maybe this – and, of course, they got Judkins going. That was the, the key to the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. If they have that all going against Arkansas, maybe they may blow them out. I mean, I, I could see that, but – It's similar to that Kentucky-Georgia game where yeah. I'm
1: saying, like, either Arkansas barely wins or Ole Miss just beats the shit out of them. Yeah. I could see – I you could convince me either way, but I do like the fact that this is a – this defense isn't as daunting as some of the the programs they've faced. Right, um, it, it could be another shootout like LSU, and that was, I mean, say what you want, it's still a fun game to watch. You know what I'm saying? Both both LSU, I mean LSU, Ole Miss was fun. Arkansas, uh, LSU was fun. I think we're going to see something very similar to this, a very high scoring game, and uh, it just it's going to take Arkansas is going to need some breaks. They're going to need some mistakes thrown their way whether it's interception or a fumble or some sort of turnover uh they're going to need a couple of breaks to go their way but again it's a team that still has an opportunity to beat them so i I don't think you can just pencil off an easy victory for old miss here
0: wouldn't it be the most lane kiffin thing ever to Oh, Get God, that big yeah. win and then drop one right yeah, after. absolutely. Let's hear that presser, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, final SEC game, Shane, Vanderbilt at Florida. <laughs> yeah. And I put it out there. I mean, that's, it is what it is, Shane, but this is must-win territory for Billy Napier. Yep. I think his ass gets fired if they find a way to lose this game.
1: Absolutely. absolutely, I mean, they and they did last year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now it's in the swamp, and there's, there's, there's no reason to – there's no Vanderbilt starting quarterbacks
0: us. injured. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean?
1: Like they should blow the doors off him. But Coach Lee, you know he's got some of that bulletin board material. Hey, we got yeah. these guys last year. If we just if if we do our game, we can come away and win. And that's what you want, I think, is coming off a devastating loss like that. Florida's going to be naturally in a in a lull. You know, I mean, you just know it. They're going to be dragging. They're going to need something, and I'm sure Billy's going to have some stuff you know, kind of maybe in the first few drives uh, dialed up to kind of spark this team. We saw it with Eli a few weeks ago with an onside kick. They, they yeah. need something. And, and then once they build that momentum, I don't think Florida loses this game. But if they don't they let Vandy kind of hang in there, Vandy's got – they got some dudes, man. They got enough athletes to, to, to win this, this, this game. So
0: I don't know, this one's a, this one's a tricky, tricky one. What what would the formula be for you, Shane? Would it be to pound the rock, give it to ETN and Johnson over and over and over something that they've not done in their losses? Mm -hmm. Or do you look at the schedule? And I mean, there's some monster games coming up for Florida. Do you say, all right, Mertz has been very good, I I think, but is this where you say, all right, maybe we need to get Mertz going because the, the rest of these teams—they're all going to sell out against the run. We need to get his, get him going. Uh, let him win us a game. I, I don't know. Is which way would you go with that?
1: You know, th- you always hear that old saying. You know, establish to run to open up the passing yeah. game, and and you know, this at this day and age, you can also flip that coin, and I think that's what Florida needs. They need similar like Tennessee, if Tennessee ain't passing, they're not running. You know, if they can't stretch the field, they can't get these guys loosened up off of them a little bit. Those, those lanes aren't as open anymore. So I think that's the key is getting Mertz going, getting, finding some other damn weapons out there besides Ricky, which he's a fantastic athlete, but they, they've got, they need some other help uh, coming up. And if they can do that, stretch this field like they did against Tennessee, then again, those op- those running lanes are going to open up, and those guys are going to have a field day. But um, but moving forward, that's I think that's the
0: recipe for the Florida Gators. And do you think this is a game where Vanderbilt and Clark Lee can kind of like they can really really sell this program? They go down to the swamp and win, and and can sell back to back wins yeah. against the Florida Gators. I mean, there I think there's a lot, you know. Th- they're huge underdogs, so I'm not saying that they lose it, let's fire yeah. Clark Lee. But uh, I mean this this would be the biggest win, even though he's already gotten a couple SEC wins, this would be the biggest win he's gotten, don't you think? This well, this would be monumental. And, you know, I, I think I
1: think they need it. Um, you know, they're not gonna fire Coach Lee if he loses every game the rest of this year. Uh he is the future of that program, but this roster's old, you know, this 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 roster should not have made some of the stupid mistakes they they've made out of the gate. There's some very winnable games that they lost this year. This is not what quote unquote a winnable game, but you erase some of those early season mistakes if you if you, you know, come out here and pull off a victory. So, um for us to kind of get back on track and get back on the coach Lee bandwagon You know, it is going to be the slowest build of the conference, but it's still a build that can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I love about it is even in these losses, Vanderbilt losses, they're not like 10 year ago, Fandy. you know, when they're 20 point, 40 point games, you know, it's like they're not getting blown out. You know, they're still scrappy. They're still gonna find so I think that's the recipe here. Just be patient if you're a Vanderbilt fan. Uh I mean they have to be. They have to they ain't yeah. even got a damn stadium. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, they they are the 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 capital of of patience. But you know, this season did not go as planned, but again, closing out this year, still a couple of games that they can sneak up and win. So just stay dialed in.
0: How important is a fast start for Florida? Because I, I I'm That's, worried that if they drag ass and keep Vanderbilt in it, if Vanderbilt gets up, I mean fans are going to be booing. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be if, ugly.
1: Because at this moment, what does Vanderbilt have to lose? I would just I would see what worked with Kentucky. They're going to try to slow you down. They're going to stop the run. But Vanderbilt, I mean, they have playmakers on that field to to put up. Seven, 14 points. They're aggressive in, in their their passing attack. So that's the recipe. Is or if you want to talk about beating Florida, is getting ahead. You know, if you can get two or three scores ahead, you, Florida has shown that they've not really had the ability to kind of crawl back into these games. Yeah, uh, they just want to have the lead, keep running the clock, and get off there and get a get a victory. So,
0: final one, Shane. Western Michigan at Mississippi State. State needs a win. Bad. 22-point favorites, huge favorites. I mean, this should be no problem. But, uh, I mean, they, they need to get that confidence going. They need to figure some things out quick with Will Rogers yeah. and Mike Wright, get them involved. Uh, what what would you be looking for from Zach Arnett and company in this game?
1: Identity. That's it. It's yeah. like we we thought we had Mississippi State figured out going into a South Carolina game. In the last two weeks, it's just been like, head scratchers Mm. like what are what what is this you know are are we are we going all in here or and then and then you you feel like that quiet reserve like ah let's, let's that's not working let's just scrap that you know maybe get some some other players in there uh i'm not i'm not saying will rogers isn't the guy but maybe we should you know explore it if you've got a sizable lead getting somebody in there working in maybe mike wright or something like that and um, but we need some sort of light at the end of the tunnel here, and this is a good game. If it's close, or if it's a loss, that damn place is burning down,
0: Mike. Yeah, we we got to get this defense too on oh, the same yeah. page. That's yeah, a good one. You know, I, I thought they were going to lead the way mm-hmm. because I anticipated it'd be slow on offense with the changes right. and everything, but the defense I think has been really, really underperforming, and it it just. It doesn't look like Mississippi State to me. They don't they don't have the athlete. They got two good linebackers. Yeah. That's that's about it. Yeah, that's it. Maybe they,
1: oh yeah. Why do we we gotta end on a depressing note like this, <laughs> you know? Mississippi State frustrates me because I can feel it for the fans. Yeah. I've been there, man. You know, there was a moment when we had Derek Dooley that I was like, you know, there's there's no easy fix. That was before NIL. That was before the transfer portal.
0: You know, you were ready to turn your fan card. He was
1: not. I wasn't ready to give up on okay. him. I, ne- I watched every game. Yeah, but I'll never forget, and I've said it many times on the show when uh, Arkansas had that punt return. Uh, Joe you never, Adams, yeah, yeah, Joe Adams down like fourteen people, including Dooley, <laughs> couldn't tackle him. And I'm watching that, and I'm like, we are so slow and so far behind the other programs in the SEC. I don't think Mississippi State's there yet, but they can be. You know what I'm saying? There's if if something's not fixed immediately, you know, you're going it's going to be tougher and tougher to get players to commit to that program. They need some wins, man. They yeah. need some light brought back into that program. So, um I feel for you. I really do. I mean, 1998 Tennessee Vols that was a long <laughs> time ago, but you remember who they played in the SEC Championship, right? Yep, Mississippi you know? State. So, that was their big year and you know they want to get back to 98 as well so uh does does arnett the guy i don't know i'm 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 really do you have him on the hot seat do, does he if do you have their schedule can you pull up their yeah. schedule real quick cuz i'd like to just pull this up and and in your opinion playing out the the schedule in your mind mm-hmm. is he the head coach for mississippi state
0: next year so here, obviously, Western Michigan, right? At Arkansas, mm-hmm. at Auburn, Kentucky at home, at A and M, Southern Miss at home, and Ole Miss at home. There's only two, two. guarantees. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're going to lose the rest, but you know, at home, can, can you beat Kentucky? That'll be Kentucky's balling right now. Right. Can you beat Ole Miss? They look like they've solved a lot of stuff. I mean, this is a tough, tough slate here, Shane, and. Do I have him on the hot seat? No, but it remains to be seen whether he's a head coach in the SEC. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Right. Um, and I I say it I've said it a couple of times before saying I'm never a fan in the SEC of hiring a guy that's never been a head coach. Yeah. Because there's there's a learning curve. Right. And people didn't want to think there was a learning curve, and I get this is unique circumstances. So I never blasted the R hire because I thought I think that's unfair to Mississippi State with everything going on. Yeah, but it's fair to question whether this job's too big for him. And I think so yeah. far it looks like it is, but there have been many. I mean, hell, <laughs> this is oh, people always do this. It's stupid when they compare Saban's first year, but hell, he won seven games. Yeah, he's the greatest coach of all time. Uh, Kirby Smart struggled. Well, I think he won 7 games too. So there are many coaches that struggle right out the gate yeah. and get it turned around, but how patient are we going to be because you got to remember, Shane, I don't think people realize this it's, uh I think Georgia has the longest bowl streak in the SEC. Mississippi State I believe's got the second. Yeah. So they they've been to a bowl game. I mean, that's the,
1: the expectations are high there.
0: That's the bare minimum yeah. standard yeah. down there. And for forty years, it a bowl game was a that was a hell of a year there. I think they take Dan Mullins back. <laughs> you know,
1: you know what it reminds me of because you talked about coaches. It reminds me of uh, Luke when he took over Ole Miss. Right, you right. know, and it's yeah. like, but they had some dudes. They had some playmakers out there. You know, so they were able to kind of hang in there a little bit. But again, there came that moment like mm, this ain't our future. You know, right. so I, I just I don't know. Again, I tried not to be depressing, but here I am. I think, it's, <laughs> I think I'm looking. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have a mayonnaise bet uh, that, that's yeah. coming up. So let me get my South Carolina kit here. <laughs> so I got that coming up, and maybe that's hanging over me. But that will be on tomorrow's show. Uh, so if you guys are <laughs> bored and you want to see what mayonnaise on Big Shane looks like, well, you're about to get it because I, I didn't I didn't realize you bought so much. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, oh, we're gonna bathe in this thing, huh? so so we'll have that tomorrow. So be sure to tune in. Uh, we got a lot of cool, great action, man. I mean, just talking about these ball games, we can't dub it separation. Maybe you guys got a better answer for this one, but <laughs> it's got to be some sort of division that's coming up yeah. uh, after this Saturday. So uh, I'm looking forward to these games, man.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Well, I appreciate you, buddy, for showing up. I appreciate all the cousins out there. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: All right, see you guys. Go balls.